Embrace the suck. So this is a term I want you to get familiar with. It's a term that I use a lot. We use a lot at Boost. Um, and I want to take the time in this podcast to help you understand what it means, uh, kind of where it comes from, and then give you some strategies to actually help you start to learn how to embrace the suck so that you can practice embracing the suck in the uh, quote-unquote comfort of your own home, right? Um, Because it's a skill uh, that I think a lot of people don't have but need to have so that they can improve confidence. So confidence is something uh, that, that I think there's a major shortage of in our country right now. I think there's uh, a lot of false pride, a lot of ego, selfishness, cockiness, uh, but not a lot of true confidence, you know. And um, there's a bunch of region, bunch of bunch of reasons for that. But you're probably, you know, you may be a person that does a lot of that stuff. I've been there, right? I've been cocky, egotistical, false pride, you name it. Uh, I've had all that. Can still struggle with it. You know, but I have an awareness that some of these things can pop up and I have to do training and different things to kind of keep me in check and and help me maintain levels of real confidence so that I can go do what it is that I need to do. And so the purpose, we're going to talk about confidence. We're going to talk about um, why there's a shortage and we're going to talk about strategies to help you improve it because everything, you know, the purpose, I'm the reason I'm doing this podcast is to help people understand these skills that are essential for success for happiness, for health, for mental health, for emotional intelligence, for leadership, right? These are skills that you're not going to learn how to train or improve at school. You're not going to learn how to train or improve uh, probably from your workplace unless they decide to implement boost training, which I would encourage them to do. So, um, but, you know, so you need to have an understanding of it and you don't have to, the, the, cool thing about this podcast is I'm trying to share with you or wanting to share with you strategies and ways that have helped me um, overcome a lot of the shit that I've had to deal with personally and professionally and in my life and a lot of the sucks that have came my way. uh, And I used to not know how to embrace them all. And it uh, would knock me down and I'd be down for a little while and I'd be struggling and I'd be lost and I'd get sideways. And, you know, I've been there. Um, But because of the things I've been exposed to between military and academic training and just life, you know, I've developed some, some strategies and techniques to help train so that I'm prepared when the sucks come, because they're going to come and you might be in the middle of a suck right now, right? Some sucks are small, some sucks are massive, some, some sucks are a day, some of them are a year, whatever the case, but life's full of them. You got to learn how to embrace them and not run away from them and not act like they don't exist. So first and foremost, you know, why is there such a shortage of confidence in our society right now? And I think there's a bunch of reasons. One, we live in this PC, politically correct, even though I think that's an oxymoron, political uh, correctness, because I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I can't stand anything that has to do with politics. But people are always walking on eggshells, afraid to upset somebody or offend somebody. And, you know, and then we also remove all adversity. You know, we live in this society now where everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets to be a winner. Everybody is you know, equal and on all playing grounds where all this, that's bullshit. It's never been like that. Never going to be like that. And if you believe that, then you're just going to struggle with confidence. Um, you know, giving somebody a seventh place ribbon is, you know, really rewarding them for mediocrity or, or failing in my opinion. So, you know, we, we just do these things that 
you know, because everybody's, you know, we live in such a litigious society too. Everybody wants to sue everybody for that. And anyway, I won't go down and get on that soapbox, but we remove all adversity, right? So we try to not let people fall down or, or struggle. And so when you, you know, when you remove it, then when it comes, people don't know how to handle it, you know, and the smallest adversity or setback can really just totally send somebody sideways for a short amount of time or for their life. So we remove all adversity. Uh, also in our school systems, right? I talk a lot about how ineffective our schools are at teaching people the way the world really works, right? And what do schools teach people? That failing is the worst thing you can do. You know, if you fail math, you are a failure. You're not going to be able to go to college. You're not going to be able to get a job. You're not going to be able to do the things to become successful. Bullshit. Anybody that's lived any amount of time and has accomplished any significant goals understands that failing is awesome. It means you are trying, you know, and it's a part of life. And it's a skill to be able to try new things, do big, bold actions and fail, but get back up and learn from it. You know, I, I teach people all the time that if you, if you fail and you don't learn from it, then it is a mistake. If you fail, but you learn from it, it's a lesson. And so I want you to learn and, and pick up lessons and not be afraid to fail. That comfort zone that we've put people in that people think they're in, whether, you know, your comfort zone and you'll hear me talk about it. Your comfort zone is a place where you die. You need to learn how to get the hell out of your comfort zone. Because growth and all the things that you want to do are right outside of that. What's on the outside, the first line of defense outside a comfort zone that keeps people from stepping out of it, fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of what people will think, you know, which comes to the next thing that, that really inhibits people's confidence. And that's because of social media and technology and the ubiquity of abilities and platforms to compare ourselves to other, everybody's running around worried Worried all the time. Worried about what other people think. You know, I can't do this. I can't try that. What will my family think? What will my friends think? What will so-and-so think? You're so, you're, you're so worried about what other people think. And I'll tell you this. If you only knew how little people think about you, you wouldn't worry about it. We're, our egos make us think that everybody's thinking about us. What's Seth doing? What's he out there doing? What's he, you know, and it, that's what limits us from trying new things. Well, nobody's thinking about you, Period. You're thinking about yourself just like everybody else on this planet. So once you can realize that and understand it, it frees you up to do things differently and try new things and say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to start that business. I'm going to try to lose that weight. I'm going to try to get that girl. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try these different things that I want to do, but I've been fe fearful of doing because I worry so much about what other people think. Mentally tough people don't do that, right? We, we really don't care what people think. You know, yeah, sure. I care what some people think, but not many. I mean, it's a very select few. And, but that takes, it takes training to get there. That doesn't just magically happen. Uh, so you have to be able to deal with getting knocked down. You have to deal with being, you know, critiqued and, and you have to deal with people not agreeing with you and, and that's all okay. Um, so those are some of the main reasons we struggle with confidence, right? We remove all adversity. We teach failing in schools is the worst thing that you can do. And then social media and all these different ways and platforms for people to be, you know, keyboard critics and, and, you know, people to be exposed and compare themselves to other people. Those are things that, you know, really limit a person's ability to improve confidence. Confidence is, you know, in my opinion, it's the sexiest thing a person can wear. You know, confident people, when you see them, you don't just see them, you feel them. 
you know, you can, you can feel it. They're putting out something, they're radiating a, a confidence that is just legit and genuine. And it doesn't matter what they look like, right? It's not all about looking super sexy or having a great body. Like confidence is a, it's a mindset, you know, and we talk about how mindsets, you know, produce energy and, and send out frequencies and vibrations to people around you. Confident people put out a different frequency and a different energy that um, is picked up, you know, through limbic resonance. We'll talk about that maybe in another episode, but this is what's going on, right? Um, and it's so it's a legitimate, powerful thing. But I want everybody out there to be confident and sexy. That's what I want so that you can go do the things that you know you're capable of doing that the, is inside you, but you just don't know how to do it, you know, or you don't know how to get started. And so I'm going to talk about embracing the suck, how they taught us that in the military and how you can apply some of these things at home. So you'll hear this too, right? You'll hear, oh, she just needs to be more confident, whether you're, it doesn't matter who she is, or he just needs to work on confidence. Well, how do you work on confidence? How do you become more confident? Um, here's some strategies to help you. So in the military, we understand that we're going to have to do a lot of things that we don't want to do um, that are going to make us better, right? We have to do some things in our training that are going to get us really uncomfortable and put us in positions that are very stressful, um, physically demanding, mentally demanding, you know, psychologically demanding, all these things. And But we're not, they don't make us do it just for shits and giggles. They do it because we have to prepare to embrace the suck for when the suck comes, whatever that suck may be. You know, we're put in situations that are literally life and death. And so we have to be trained to make sure we can perform and be present and mindful in that situation, no matter how stressful it is, so that we don't fold like a lawn chair, because that may lead to death, right? And so I would be willing to guess that about 96 to 97% of the listeners out there have not served in the military, right? Um, so you've probably never had any exposure to this kind of training, you know, and you know, our schools and me and everyone, I can't train you like the military trains us, but I can teach you the concepts of what we learn and then come up with ways creatively that you can practice them. Um, because that's what I want. I want you to be able to face any adversity, no matter what the situation is, whether it's, you know, dealing with kids, dealing with jobs, dealing with sports or whatever, you know, and be able to not fear the suck, but embrace it so that you can be present and overcome it. So, Here's a couple strategies, right, that you can do that I want you to practice or not practice. Again, I, I'm all about application. I don't want to just sit here and talk about being more confident and, you know, embracing the suck in the military. I want you, the listener, to try these things. Everything we talk about here, I'm about application. I'm not a talker. I'm a doer, right? You know, talk is cheap. I'm about actions. If you want to get better and you want to improve, you got to practice these things. So how can you embrace the suck, right? And the first thing that I teach people is a simple one. I say simple. Uh, it's not simple for me because I hate doing it, but make your bed, you know, make your bed in the morning. And, and everything that I'm going to talk about here, I'm going to give you a time frame to try it out on, right? So making your bed, and there's speeches out there, a great admiral gives a great, I think, uh, a uh, college ceremonial um, speech where he's talking about making your bed. Right. Well, what he's talking about is nobody, most people, when they wake up, myself included, want to make their damn bed. I don't get up out of bed and like, I mean, I'm a morning person, but I'm not like, okay, hey, let me just run over here and, and make my bed real quick. But in the military, we used to have to make our beds. 
a lot. And we used to have 45 degree corners. And I mean, the sheets would have to be tighter than a church fart. You know, we had to make the bed and they're making you do something you don't want to do. Right. Um, Because whenever you learn how to do something you don't want to do, there's a sense of accomplishment after it's done that will boost your confidence. Right. Especially in the military, if it meets standards, like that's a big deal. But anyway, you, the listener at home, just for the next week, I challenge you to just make your bed in the morning. And if you're already a bed maker, well, I'm going to give you another challenge. But that's, a, I'd say, a softer one is to try to just get up in the morning and make your bed. And then what that does is you start your day with a task that you didn't want to do, and you got it done. So it just gives you a little momentum for the day. It gives you a little bit of confidence heading into whatever comes next. So that's one option. The next option that I throw out to people, and this is one that I really like having people do, and so this is something I utilize a lot. It's just become something I like to do now, but take a cold shower. So I challenge you for the next week to when you get up in the morning or whenever your first shower of the day is, you know, make the first 30 seconds of it cold. In the military, and I was in the Navy, we spent a shitload of time in cold water, right? Um, Getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And, you know, that takes training. So embrace the suck training with cold water. So that what what I want you to do is when you wake up in the morning, nobody wants to jump into a cold ass shower in the morning. You know, some people might not ma- mind making their bed, but I'd be willing to bet most everybody out there does not want to jump into a cold ass shower. And so the site I'm going to talk through about the psychology of what happens and, and the outcomes, if you can do it, if you can do it, and I challenge you to do it. And all these things that I'm going to suggest you do, another thing I would like for you to do or think about doing is creating some kind of journal about the experience. Pay attention to your thoughts and your mindset before you do these things, after you do these things, how do you feel, you know, after doing it for a couple of days, how do you notice it affects things throughout your day? Just be aware of this stuff, right? This is all the emotional intelligence, mindfulness training stuff. So the, tomorrow morning when you wake up um, or this morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast, you know, go in there, turn your shower on cold. I'm not talking about lukewarm. I'm not saying get in a normal shower and then gradually make it colder. I'm talking about spike that thing all the way to cold. And let it get cold and stick your finger in there and kind of feel it. And pay attention to your thoughts. What's your mindset saying? You're sitting there going, hell no, I do not want to take a shower, cold shower. This is bullshit. What the hell Seth got me doing? I can't stand it. I don't want to do this. Whatever. Right? But this is where the rubber meets the road. Can you, and think about what it is, if you do jump into that cold shower, what was it that made you do it? You know, did you just say, fuck it, I'm going in? Did you just say a mantra, a, a power statement and jump into that cold shower? Uh, what made you do it if you can do it? And then once you get in there, uh, you can sing and dance, spin around. I don't care what you do. Just be in there for about 30 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, 30 minutes would be real impressive. 30 seconds. And then you can throttle it up to warm and, and finish off your shower if you want to, or you can just finish it cold. Um, but a lot of things happen. Physiologically, a cold shower wakes you up more than a cup of coffee will, for sure, right? And it gets your blood pumping and it gets your heart going and it, it makes your mind focused and clear. And it, so there's a bunch of kind of, physiological benefits and then the psychological benefit. So you get out of the shower, you realize you just did something you didn't want to do and you didn't die. You're still alive and you feel like you accomplished something. And just psychologically, you got a boost of confidence. Physiologically, you feel great. You're alert, you're awake, you're ready for the day. And then what it does ultimately is as these little sucks come throughout the day. So now let's say you did that you went to the office and you get an email from your boss that kind of pisses you off or wasn't what you were expecting. Had you not done an activity that helped you learn to embrace the suck, that email may have thrown off your whole damn day, right? 
but because now you've got a little momentum, a little confidence, you can respond to those types of things better. So it is strategic training on improving confidence to learn how to embrace the suck. So do that for a week and pay attention to how it makes you feel and then pay attention to how things you know th throughout the rest of the day work. The third one, and this is one that I think most people probably find the most difficult right now, is a phone fast, a 24-hour or a 48-hour phone fast. So sometime in the next week, put your damn phone up. I'm not saying you can't have access to any technology, but take your cell phone, and you may have to, if you've got kids or family, I mean, it may not just as be as easy as shutting it off and, you know, you have to coordinate and get some phone numbers out of it and plan ahead and tell the family and friends, hey, I'm not going to have my phone next Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. or whatever. But see if you can. I mean, you're probably butt is puckering right now just thinking about it. I talk to people, especially younger people, and they're just like, oh, no, no, I can't do that. You know, we've grown so dependent and addicted to these devices and it's just sickening. So anyway. Do the phone fast, 24 hours or 48 hours. Put it up, not just by your bed, not you know somewhere where you can't get it, and pay attention to how you feel about it, how you feel throughout that day. You know, how were you nervous? Were you anxious? Do you have a panic attack? I don't know what happened. Um, I know what will happen if you do it, and it will be good if you can sustain it. What you will do is you will start to become present and back into the real world, and you'll start to notice things differently. You'll start to see trees differently. You'll start to see people and hear people different. It's like magic you know, and you'll get more shit done. All of a sudden, you know, you've got this mindset of you're so busy, you're so busy. It's because you're constantly distracted by that phone, notification, chirp, chime, whatever. Put the phone away and just go about your day. Like I said, you can use a laptop or do stuff at work, but just no phone. And you will be amazed at all of a sudden how much idle and free time you have, right? Everybody wants more time. Well, start figuring out how to do it by putting the phone away. And you'll just realize, man, I do have a lot of time. I'm just distracted a shitload. So practice that. Try these tips, journal it, and I and and it will help you. You know, like I said, life is going to throw a lot of sucks your way, and I want you to be able to em embrace them, handle them, so that you don't get sideways, you don't fold like a lawn chair, so that you can be present, be confident, and be in control, and do the things that I know you're capable of doing. And it takes training, and these are a few ways you can do it. Or go join the military. I always support the uh, the vets, so I'll put that plug in there too. But anyway, check it out. Embrace the suck. <laughs>